HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Sip, savor, and experience 408 sakes and 16 restaurants at the Joy of Sake on September 16th. Go to joyofsake.com for an evening of sake perfection. I'm Greg Blaze, host of Cutting the Curd. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Love Bites, coming at you live from Heritage Radio Network here in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Today is Monday, September 12th, and this is the very first episode of our fourth season. So cheers to us, and cheers to you for sticking with us and being our loyal listeners. I'm your host, Ben Rosenblatt. I'm an actor, writer, musician, occasional bartender, and server. You can check me out at benrosenblattactor.com. I am 34 straight and still, believe it or not, in a relationship. Um, this is a little bit of a record for me in the last six years, four months. So, uh, yes, thank you very much. The, the guys are laughing at me here. Uh, but four months, and I have managed to not completely fuck it up or uh, run away for the hills yet. Um, I'm sure it will come to a terrible, disastrous ending very soon. And when it does, I will keep you posted. Uh, Anyway, at this point, if you're a regular listener, you're probably thinking, what the... Why is Ben introducing the show, and where the hell is Jacqueline? I miss her sweet, calm, soothing voice. Well, she is in Portugal, relaxing, probably with some tasty wine or something, in the Azores, having a grand old time, and she has left me here to do the grunt work all by myself. Actually, that's not true. Um, Knowing that I'm an incompetent delinquent... She slaved away before she left, compiling everything, organizing everything, doing everything, basically, um, so that all I had to do was basically show up and talk. She actually just wrote that sentence I just read where I called myself an incompetent delinquent. And you did it anyway. And, yeah, <laughs> that's actually not true. Um, just kidding. But, Jacqueline, if you're listening, we miss you. Um, but rest assured, I've got everything under control here. I swear that Pierre and I did not just take massive bong hits before the show. Definitely no pot smoking of any kind happening in the studio. Only crack. 
just a couple hits of crack. Um, anyway, for our listeners, Jacqueline will be back in two weeks. So have no fear. You won't be stuck listening to my Indian ramblings for too long. But in the meantime, you are stuck with me. So buckle up. Ooh, look at that. Little sound effect action from Pierre. Um, anyway, in the absence of my female counterpart today, I've decided to fill the studio with as much testosterone as I could. This is The Bro Show. Hi. That was the least... <laughs> I mean, what's happening? There, there you go. Thank you. I've got three yeah. incredibly manly guests here. <laughs> um, actually, there... No, but that was kind of like a, like a fake gay accent, which is kind of bro-y. True. Bro-y sense of humor thing to do. Listen... Let's be honest, we're actually just four kind of artsy intellectual yeah, I know, types. I know. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> fucking no testosterone. <laughs> but we do have Y chromosomes, um, and that counts for me. Uh, so anyway, we're just here to have a little roundtable discussion to examine and maybe illuminate, sort of demystify for the ladies the male perspective and experience when it comes to love and dating. So ladies, welcome into the deranged mind of man. Um, I make no promises that you will finish this episode without being completely disgusted uh, several times. But anyway, my three deranged guests are Andrew McLeod, Nick Guitart, and Danny Raposo. By now, you all know Andrew of Union Beer. He's a return guest, a longtime friend of mine, and a favorite of ours here on the show. Nick Guitart is a restaurateur, restaurant manager, and he happens to be my boss at my restaurant gig. So I guess I've got to be on my best behavior or maybe my worst behavior, depending on how long I want that job. Sure. To try something new. Um, what do you care? You hate that fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you fucking talk about is how much you hate it. God, this Andrew, shush. Um, last but not least, really putting the bro in bro show we have Danny Raposo. That's right. Raposo, yeah. Jacqueline's brother. Um, and later in the show, we may ask him to give us some dirt on his sister. So be afraid, Jacqueline. Be very afraid. Guys, thank you so much for uh, joining me here in the studio today. You got it, man. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm just going to dive into the deep end here because um, I have this fascination with the way men are with each other as opposed to the way they are with women. And I think there is like, can be a very big difference. So I'm just like going to get the ball rolling by just asking like, how do guys talk about women when they're with each other? Uh, I guess it really you have depends. a major fascination about how guys are with each other. <laughs> All right, I know, dude, I, but we got to make these stupid fucking jokes. Uh, I was thinking about it on the subway over after I got a fucking root canal, so if I sound worse than I normally do, I apologize. You can't sound worse than you normally do. I know, it's tough. You're definitely spilling your beer all over your face. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> Andrew's <laughs> double fisting beer and whiskey at the that's moment. That's why I so. went for the $3 can beer, as opposed to the expensive shit. Um, can you answer the question? <laughs> no, I think it's it's way different now than it used to be. I think it depends on what age you were. I, don't, I mean, I remember when, like... If you're, like, 13 or 14 or whatever, like, the first time you get a fucking hand job, like, you will go into detail about everything. But now it's, I don't know. I mean, if you're with a girl, I've been with a girl for a year and a half. I'm not going to, I don't really get into detail on stuff. I think it depends on where, where your situation is and how old you are. But what about when you're talking, like, uh, what about, like, when you, like, 
are out with the guys and you see like a good looking girl. Yeah, uh, dude. Till the day you, you you die, you're gonna talk about. Well, I, I always have this thing that I don't, I don't think that ever really changes. No, you're gonna be like, <laughs> I want, I did, I'll fuck her. Uh, I would did. totally fuck her. <laughs> we did it three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I watch it through the window of Roberta's. <laughs> Wait, I know I've done this. We, t- you, we can say whatever we want. Yeah, right? absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely. I, I, there was always a difference. My my best friend, he's gay, and um, he would always talk about like how beautiful a woman was in high school. And I'm the most oblivious person on the planet. Like I would, I <laughs> I thought he came out to me, and I found out he came out to everybody else. And he just, <laughs> hey dude, you know I'm gay, right? And I'm like, oh okay. But he always talked about how beautiful they were, and then the straight guys would talk about what they wanted to do to the girl walking past you. Nick, I know you and I have had some conversations like at work sometimes, and. After the conversation, we were both like, oh, my God, we're going to hell. Right? Like, we've had some conversations that we would definitely not want, like, a woman who we might be interested to hear. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, I recorded all those, of course. So <laughs> I was always a little worried Pierre's that we might go for the same guy, up in the, girl uh, that I in the booth. <laughs> Pierre, do not play those. I like how you refer to them as conversations. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> really well thought out. Yes, the Maybe intellectual. We all, we all made some really good points there. <laughs> After checking for bugs, we, uh, you know, we're just as, about as scummy as it gets. But you know, the, basically, what we're all trying to do is just one up each other. I mean, that's what it's all about. Well, but that, I mean, that it brings up another question: one hand job, two hand jobs, three, <laughs> two hand jobs, three hand jobs. <laughs> well, it, it brings up a question because we don't talk this way about women with other women. Just my mom. She's really down though. I mean, do you, Danny, would you say you talk uh, no, the same way? No, absolutely not. Yeah, uh, it depends on the girl, man. Yeah, no, nah, as girls I work. Like, yeah, it depends. Like the dirtiest shit you talk about yeah. with the guys. You have some female friends that you can talk. You like might, that. but they have to be those female friends where you're one hundred percent sure you're never going to get in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know the, that rare one where you've given up complete hope. <laughs> the That's one. the girl you can talk to, just like you're talking to the Look, guys. I spoke to our friend. I'm not going to name her name. She's famous, and everyone will figure it out. I'm just kidding. Uh, I was talking to her, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm dating this girl, and she's she's a virgin. This is like two years ago, by the way. This, I wasn't like 15. I'm like, she's a virgin. <laughs> it should be normal. And uh, she's like, why are you dating her? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I really like her. She's hot, blah, blah, blah. And she'd be like a musical theater actress. And my friend's like... So she wasn't a virgin. No, yeah, no, no. She, she's apparently she's ladies out there. I know Andrew just said it's right, not right. normal, but there's nothing my wrong if you want said, to be a virgin at, at whatever age you're at. Okay? My, my friend said, "Well, she's a good singer. She probably doesn't have a gag reflex, so she'll at least give you a good blowjob." So there are certain women <laughs> that are rougher than I am. All right, all right. But, but anyway, I guess it's my, different though for a woman to say something like that to you than for you to say that to a woman like just. You know, like to a female friend. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, don't no, I, I would I agree would with you. Just yeah, come out and say certain, that to a female right. friend, but for yeah, a woman, a certain to say way that you talk just with guys. Yeah, yeah, and, and I guess then my follow up question is: if there's a way you talk with the guys, and there's a way you talk with the women, which is more our authentic self? Women, it's it's the way we talk to you. <laughs> that's that's our true true selves. No, but is it us? I, it's uh, not, I think it's uh, language, though. It's a, yeah. You, I, I, you pull I a few punches when you're talking to women. All right, so what are you going to say with? Uh, you're going to be like, yeah, I want to, I want to fucking bang that chick. I want to, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, it's a fan. I mean, that's what you really want to do, unless you're just pretending you want to do it um, and overcompensating or, or whatever. But that's what you want to do. I, yeah, I guess it's probably more authentic. 
I don't I don't know necessarily know if authentic is the word I would I would use. I think it's just like kind of like two parts of your brain. You have that like caveman inside yeah, of the, you. The chest just pounding. Like, yeah, inside. exactly. It's the chest Danny, you're pounding a, inside. You're a doctor, right? Yeah, right. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> no, I just think it's I just think it's different. I don't think either one is necessarily more authentic than the other. It's just uh so then it's just a matter of like, you know, the situation that you're in. So when we're talking with the guys, like that's like and the, the worst things we say, like uh, yeah, like I want to fuck that chick is one thing, but we also say some like we can guys can be demeaning and all sorts of yeah. Ways, all right, are right? we talking like, about just sex? Or are we talking about everything here? Everything. Okay, because I I never really get that detailed into like this is you know blah 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 all that that shit. Like I don't really care about that, but I'll definitely say like shit that would offend the hell. Out of my girlfriend, as it did yeah. the last time I did this fucking show, which is just becoming a, a problem. <laughs> you Stop having him on listen. here. It's yeah. ruining his life. But you could, you're never going to say something, I'm not going to say something really, what, I, what most people consider sexist to, to my girlfriend. So then is the sexist stuff honest, or is it just like our way of being like socially? Yeah, I mean, you, you vent about shit like, you just vent if, if they're really passionate about like, you know, whatever. I'm gonna get my. You're gonna get. I'm gonna get myself in trouble no matter what. But I said something like, "She's like, hey, I just got back from a trip. Um, can you park the car?" And I made some comment like, "If you guys want equality, you gotta get this fucking parallel parking thing under control." And I, I, <laughs> I didn't get laid that night. Nothing happened. Didn't it, go over well. Of but, course not. But is that stuff like? Is that sometimes when we say like terrible things to our guy friends? Is that because we're trying to just like be guys and connect with our guy friends? Or is it actually a serious outlet and we have a need to like express these actual certain parts of ourselves that we can't express in other arenas? Well, I think it boils down to the fact that we're not going to give each other hand jobs. We have to entertain each other somehow. You know, we're not getting hand jobs right now. I'll give you a fu- so, I'm giving you a fucking hand job right now. Yeah, well, that's that's the wrong limb. Get, this is my that's my ankle. I that's I was ankle. crushing it, man. So, are you saying that the only way that you can connect with a woman is physically? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait. No, I have a different way of connect. I have. I used to talk to guys one way and women another way, but now I talk to the seventeen different gender types. Each a different way. Oh, shit. Oh, You're going to be in more trouble than me. How about yep, you, I'm done. Danny, you seem to have, like, the more reasonable... Like, I, these guys are... Look, we're all... We're being guys here. We're, we're joking yeah. around. It's great. I'm curious as to your honest opinion as to, like, is the way we talk with guys a real reflection of who we are? Or is there something like... a uh, masculine sort of social the the word toxic masculinity is getting like tossed around a lot in culture is there is there something to that and like what's i, I what's think the, the sim- like this the easiest way of looking at it is you know 99% of all the the shit that guys say is that is just that it's just, just that bullshit. bullshit you know so if you want to talk about like authenticity or whatever it's like well you know, like, look to see what people are, like, these guys are actually doing. What do you mean doing. by 99? Like, would just like, shoot oh, the shit? Oh, I would do so much, like, I would do this to that girl, or I would do this to that girl. And it's like, well, not a single one at that table actually even goes up to that girl and says a word. I, and okay, it's just, I, you know what I mean? So it's like. Just to clarify, though, we keep saying, like, what I would do to a girl. This is all legal. Yes. yes. They're, like, okay with it. This is not, like. This is no, what I would do to a girl. Dude, and these, I, are, the, and first, these are the tools yeah, I would use. Yeah, yeah. First so thing I, I would do, rent a van. <laughs> dark, dark mind over here. I wasn't. 
wasn't even going that direction. I know, but okay. people listening are like, then to Home Depot. What is wrong with these what, guys? What kind of forum is this? <laughs> no, I just think it, I just think when if you want to talk authenticity, that's what it comes down to. I think when it you know at least for I don't know Nick all that well, but I know you two pretty well um, for a number of years. Um, no, but it's I don't an think like it comes from an authentic place. Yeah, I absolutely you definitely need to blow off steam. Yeah. Like, I don't. I honestly think no one actually likes golf. Like it's not a likable sport. I fucking hate it. I have to play it all the time. I and I'm stealing a, a bit from one of my favorite comedians. But it's like it's it's just a fucking way to get away and drink some beer. I mean, look at Tiger shit. Woods. He's one of the most depraved sexual <laughs> deviants there is, and he's with the greatest golfer in the world. I, I think professionals like it. I, I think half the guys out there are like, yeah, let's just I just go to talk some shit. Um, changing the subject a little bit here. Obviously, a lot of what we just talked about. There's women are probably just like, oh god, men are just guys? yeah. What are what's wrong with these? Guys? I can't believe they talk like that about us. That's when a we're shame not because that was nah. all kind of filtered. I, yeah, <laughs> I totally, <laughs> I totally disagree with you. That was like the equivalent of buying flowers compared to you know if we weren't on the air. I guarantee we weren't around women are way fucking worse. Oh, you think so? Well, here's a question: What's one thing about women that like you're curious about or that you don't understand or that like? You know, they're probably like, what do you guys talk about when we're not around? Now they have a little insight. What what do we wonder about women? Uh, I, there's a lot I don't understand, yet I'm not curious. The second they start talking <laughs> about shit that I don't, I'm like, I don't, I don't need to know that shit. So ignorance is bliss in your mind in this. Ignorance is fucking acceptable. <laughs> How about you, Nick? Blissful. Like, if you could have a woman ans- answer one question about women... What would it be? Well, you know, I listen to a lot of radio shows, so I pretty much have the inside scoop now. <laughs> I, I'm serious. There isn't anything in particular no. that I've, you know, I've been doing whatever I'm talking about for a long time, and I, I'm not surprised anymore. Like, I'm not as curious as I was when I was in my 20s. How about you, Danny? Anything? I was, I'm not as mystified as I was, or I've just given up. I mean, that's the other option. No, I mean, not really. I mean, I think that uh, uh, maybe on a more personal basis, you know, about like, you know, an the, individual woman. Perhaps, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Not not necessarily like women as a, you know, I want to know where whole. this one woman lives. <laughs> no, but All right. What about you, Ben? I mean, real you, quick, not to shut down the, the topic here. But have you ever read a copy of GQ and has a woman ever read a copy of Cosmopolitan where there's not some article I don't even know if Cosmo is still a big magazine with them. Not some article like, <laughs> this is what men really think about sex. This, it is a topic people talk about a lot, and I, and yeah. which makes it a valid topic. But, you know, it's, it's, been out it's there interesting. Forever, you know? It's interesting, though, because I think even as you mentioned, Nick, like our conversation here has been filtered a little bit. And it's very rare, and like it seems like we might not get there, too, where you get to like the really, the deepest, darkest. Where you really get to hear what the opposite sex says and thinks. Dude, we got fucking careers here. I mean, how dark am I going to fucking go? Absolutely. Let's talk about renting a van. <laughs> well, listen. Jesus. I, on the other side of the, on the other side of the equation, um, women are often confused by men, just as men are by women. And I did a little digging online and sort of Uh-oh. looked at what are like the main questions that women have for men about what it's like to be a man or what men think when it comes to certain aspects of love and relationships and stuff. And we're going to dig into those questions and try to answer those questions for the ladies after the break. 
Um, but before we take a break, we've got a really fun partnership happening between Heritage Radio and the No Text Weekend. The ladies of the No Text Weekend will be my guests next week. And the following Saturday, September 24th, Jacqueline and I are hosting a cocktail hour and panel discussion as part of the No Text Weekend at our favorite super sexy wine bar, Virgula in New York's East Village. We've got a powerhouse panel of relationship and tech writers and a local psychologist on board to talk about messaging, about how messaging and texting have shaped communication etiquette and the early stages of romance. We'll be sipping on some Italian wine and beer, slurping down oysters and having a grand old time. Tickets are only $12 and include your first round of Prosecco. So head to lovebitesradio.com and heritageradionetwork.org for more information and links to tickets. And let us know on Facebook or Twitter if you'll be joining us on Saturday the 24th when we choose forks over phones. I will be right back for more with the bros after the break. Music for this commercial break is brought to you by Rectech, and this track is called Dues Paid. Joy of Sake invites you to the largest and liveliest sake tasting event in New York. With over 400 premium sakes to taste, including gold and silver award winners from the U.S. National Sake Appraisal and 16 of New York's top restaurants providing sake-licious appetizers. The event takes place on Friday, September 16th from 6.30 to 9.30 at the Metropolitan Pavilion on 18th Street. You'll be able to sip, savor, and experience a record 408 premium sakes, all in peak condition, with over half of them unavailable in the U.S. and exclusively for the joy of sake. All categories of sake will be represented, with over half from the elite Daiginjo sakes. Plus, nibble on sake-inspired appetizers, all carefully curated and perfectly paired with two creative poke stations by Narita and Sakamai, plus elegantly crafted appetizers from Sushi Nakazawa, Sakagura, Zuma, and more. Celebrate the world's finest sakes in an evening of sake perfection at the Joy of Sake. For more information, go to joyofsake.com. Okay, we are back, folks, or should I say men, because I'm certain that any females who are listening are uh, have jumped ship long ago. They've all jumped the van. <laughs> God. <laughs> who brought up the van? Nah, this, dude, you're, not, you're not putting it in context. I said... All right, all right, all right. All right. Listen, I, guys... Why does that van get such a bad all right. reputation? Shh, 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 shh. You're in trouble. Your, your girlfriend is going to just, like... Disown you. Anyway. My girlfriend's laughing because I actually own a van, too. Ah. So there's that. Well, anyway, Danny, I just want to take a quick chance here to pick your brain individually for a moment before we bring the other guys back um, and hopefully embarrass your sister, my co-host, Jacqueline, a little bit because she's not here to defend herself. It's really <laughs> low of me. But what can I say? I'm just curious, Danny, if you could... 
tell me what it's like to have a sister whose love life is so public? Um, or has she always been like that? No, I mean, my, my, my sister and I are actually pretty close. Like, um, but it's, it was definitely weird listening to like the first episode, first couple episodes of, of the show. Weird how? Um, just hearing her talk about that stuff because it, it's something like I thought my sister – like my sister and I are close. I, I still consider us close, but there are definitely things that we don't talk about. And her dating life and things like that is definitely one of them because I started listening to the show the first couple episodes. And I'm like, whoa, she's got all this other stuff going on in her life that I have no idea about and I don't want to know anything about. So has that, that was about when the time when I stopped listening, but yeah. Interesting. So <laughs> yeah. That, that hasn't changed. Like you feel like there's part of like her dating life and all that that's just like you don't want to know about. Yeah. I'm, I'm all good not knowing about it. And sorry, that means that I'm not going to listen to your show every week. But, sure, uh, but, but yeah. I, I'm curious as to why. Is it just because it's like it feels like – gross because it's your sister or is it like embarrassing have your family life kind of public or is it like that you're protective of her it's it's a little it's i would say it's kind of a combination of like maybe a little protective of her also not necessarily wanting to know a lot of details but also um there's a part of it like uh you know for somebody who doesn't have a radio show they get to kind of choose when they introduce somebody to family like when they bring you know that that side of them them into their family or into their relationship or whatever and um you know that fact that she talks about her relationships and everything every week you know you do as well it really puts you know i I would say a whole different dimension on every relationship that you have um but yeah so it's kind of i feel like almost respecting that a little bit more if she wants to talk to me about somebody that she's met or somebody she's exciting excited about or whatever you know she can do that but Is there anything you can remember specifically that made you cringe or that made you uncomfortable or... I was actually thinking about that on the train ride in, and uh, I don't know if it's just, like, my brain, like, mentally blocking it out of my head or if it just wasn't that bad. But, um, yeah, there wasn't anything specifically that I could remember, no. Okay. Last question just for you um, is that this is your opportunity here live on the radio to kind of get vengeance on your sister. I mean... There's sibling rivalries growing up. I know I had one with my brother. I'm sure you probably have one with your sister. Like, do you want to embarrass her? Is there anything from her childhood or from her life right now that you want to, like, spill the beans out and just get, like, a little... You were the younger brother, you know? So I'm sure there was some picking on happening and some stuff like that. Sorry. Sorry, Ben. (sighs) Come on. Are you sure? Yeah. No, I mean, I call her my little sister. Even though she's my older sister, I I call her my little sister. I feel like there's a... It's more of a protectionist thing on my well, part. I'm the only guy in the in the in the family, other than my dad, obviously. But um, you know, so I've I've always kind of had that uh, maybe like bigger brother thing to all of my sisters, even though two I mean, of them are older. One than of me. the two of us might could make something up, I suppose. <laughs> I don't have to make anything up. After yeah, listening, hey, to what you actually, you, know, I I even college, better. you guys Let went me to college. You yeah, yeah, we have plenty, plenty of, of stories. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, listen. I tried, and Jacqueline. Remember this, because you are very lucky to have a kind, sympathetic, caring younger brother there who I think he just won some points with you, even though I tried to get him to destroy your entire family. Okay, I would like to invite Andrew and Nick back into discussion. As I mentioned uh, before the break, in preparation for the show, I kind of scoured the internet 
looking for questions that women have about men, things they either can't understand about us or want to know about our experience as men. So I'd like to do our best to answer those questions as candidly as possible. You guys ready? Cool. Okay. Hmm. Here's one question to get us started. Will I scare him away if I say I love you first? Um, I think that's more right, sorry, of a, are we going counterclockwise? I don't know. <laughs> right, you go, you go we first, can go yeah. in like a triangle. Hey, you go first. Uh, you know, I don't think it's whether she says it first, but maybe how soon she says it. Is there a rule in your mind as far as like when's too like how uh, like a length of time that is too soon or? Yeah, I think seven years is. is <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, it's it happens. Uh, you know, like it, it's hard to say yes or no, but I, I agree. That, yeah, if it's day one, it's like, all right. Like, I remember in college, we went to that Dave Matthews concert, which, never go to one of those again. <laughs> the girl says, I think we're soulmates. It's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, you were just pissing in that fucking corner by that tree. And you're like, I don't even like Dave Matthews. <laughs> yeah. No, like, been very clear about how I don't like Dave Matthews or Fish. <laughs> Yet I find them very talented. Um, They're no, dr- I, great drummers. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> no, I think... Andrew's a drummer, actually. I was... Let's not get into that. I, I guess I still can play drums. Anyway, uh, no, I think, yeah, you're at a certain point in the relationship. You both feel that way. You both know you feel that way. If she technically says it before you say it, that's fine. If she says it too early in the relationship, then, yeah, it scares you away. If she yeah. loves you and you don't love her, and she keeps saying it, it scares you away. Yeah, but the thing is, you get, I mean, as you get old, older, these things don't come as a surprise as much as they did when you were in your 20s. You know, uh, women in their 30s and 40s, they're not falling in love in five minutes like they did when we were all starry-eyed and not jaded yet, where that might happen two weeks into a relationship. Sure. Well, let's be, clear. let's yeah. be clear that you're the grandfather I of the am, group. Um, yeah, dude, I've been jaded since four years old. <laughs> Danny, how about you? Would this be a thing that scared you away necessarily, or do you kind of just concur with the guys? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's more a matter of timing within the relationship than who says it first. Gotcha. All right. And also, if she's She's crying while she says it. That that scares <laughs> you a little a bad bit more. Sign. Yeah. Typically a bad sign. Typically a bad sign. If there's like a love <laughs> you. Yeah, that's a little rough. Yeah, that one. That one's the seven year one. If she's uh, if she's got a gun in her hand, yeah, yeah. Crying and says, I love you. Then yeah, it's not too early at all. I love you too. Yeah, but I'm, and obviously she's really attractive. Then I don't give a shit when she says it. And, uh, yeah, of course. The hotter they are, the earlier, the earlier they can, they can say, say it. Everyone knows. Hot to length of time ratio. Right. Yeah, that, everyone knows that. Uh, <laughs> all on my blog. All right. Here's a, here's another one. What percentage of your female friends do you want to sleep with? Oof. I have two female friends. One of them is <laughs> fucking Danny's sister. So round to the nearest hundred, would you? <laughs> and I've already knocked that one out. I'm just kidding. I'm, yeah. never, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Jacqueline will be back to uh, answer to that in uh, a couple weeks. Do I want to sleep with? That's a, it's, um, You're talking to two people now. <laughs> he just remembered that his girlfriend is listening, so yeah. now he's got a. No one's listening. I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. That's a different. I mean, just say zero. Just, yeah, just no. do, save yourself. Okay, I'll put it in this context. I didn't have a lot of like female friends that were just friends, but when I finally did, like in college, yeah, most of them I wanted to sleep with. Danny. Just be honest. It's okay. Um, no, I mean, I, I would say, well, most of my female friends today are my girlfriend's friends, not 
really, you know, I have female no, friends. So, wait, so from like, so you can't like be my attracted high... to your girlfriend's friends. No, you can be, but I, I, it's it's for me, it's like that Chinese wall thing. You know, it's like my girlfriend's friends. No, like I, you can't even. Oh, those I don't girls even go there associated in my mind. with. It. You're talking yeah, about yeah, girls yeah. that you would hang out if you weren't dating her, and then they'd be yes. really mad. And I would say, I don't know. Um, I, I I guess I have hot female friends, but. Um, no, they're good. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's so good, diplomatic. Nick, you're, Nick, you're no, not in a I mean, relationship. Yeah, honestly, honest how many, most the of them, I would okay, say. But, first of all, yeah. I mostly have female friends, okay. which is strange. <laughs> but no, it's, and it's true. I would say zero. And here's why. Wow. Because the ones that I haven't slept with, I don't want to sleep with. And some of them I have slept with. So at this point, it's, you know, I would say zero. Zero. You've never had a female friend who you wanted to sleep with who wouldn't sleep with you? Oh yeah, no. I have. Are you fucking uh, kidding me? Seriously? I don't think so. You've got you got every chick you want, basically. No, I think it's any opposite. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> I'm I'm just I just don't have a lot of I don't friends. have any female friends. Come on, I don't have any female fine. Uh, I mean I would say for me the number I don't know the exact percentage, but it's pretty high. And I think attraction is part of like what creates any friendship or relationship. Like like my guy friends I'm not physically attracted to, but there's an attraction of personality that makes you friends. Yeah. And when that happens with some of the opposite sex, obviously there's like a physical – like there can be a physical component at play. And so like I would say most of my female friends at some point or another I have wanted to sleep with. I think attractiveness and, and also like wanting to sleep – like I, I have female friends that I've hooked up with, but you know, we wouldn't – like it, it happens on a random whatever occasion or random night or – Whatever, and then it doesn't go any further than that, and that's where it ends, and we're both okay with that. All right, you know? dude, uh, sorry you couldn't bang him. Yeah. <laughs> a few more. No, like, honestly. Yeah, it ends when they say, oh, shit, <laughs> I was really drunk. <laughs> oh, it's you? Uh, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, yeah. not all right, all right. <laughs> Enough with the... There's the, a fisting uh, joke in there somewhere. Yeah, ball, yeah. The statutory <laughs> rape jokes are getting a little out of hand I, here. It wasn't the joke. Um, it's about right. he's unattractive. A few more, a few more. Do you really like the way we taste down there? Fuck no. <laughs> I don't give a shit how many showers you've taken, what you've eaten. What? No. What are you, out of your fucking mind? Anyone else? Yeah, no. I mean, that's, I don't, I don't a, think that's really a case-by-case case basis kind of thing. I, I don't think it's necessarily case-by-case. Case. I mean, it's not something that if you were to go to a restaurant, <laughs> you would order at a restaurant. I feel the exact same way, Danny. I mean, but... That said, like, I enjoy going down on a yeah. woman, and, like, that taste is, to me, like, repres- like it's represents what you're doing. You're like, something's uh, coming up. <laughs> yeah. It's linked to... It's like when you're walking towards the movie theater, and you get a, the smell of popcorn, and you get a little bit excited. Yes, but uh, to your point, exactly... In, Even uh, if you're Danny, walking on broken glass. I wouldn't go and order a bowl of, like, vagina soup at a restaurant, but I do enjoy going down on a girl, and the taste is part of that. Yeah. I mean, I like it better. I don't really like grapefruit, so I like it better than that. Oh. Yeah. I, I, love I mean, there's that one thing. So you're saying if it tasted like grapefruit, you'd be less inclined? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how you think that vagina soup is just like a normal thing you can order <laughs> at any restaurant. Well, I'm saying if no, I, I don't it, think it's... it's not, most people just put it it's on... It's not this. horrendous, and it's, it's not f- fucking great. I mean, you're, you're doing it for because of your passion, and you know, there's different reasons. Too. Here's another one. How often do you watch porn slash masturbate? <laughs> I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I mean, away. Which, which on. one? Less yeah. and less. A lot. Uh, yeah, I'd say a little bit less than you used to. 
Dude, then you did. I know, you, you're, like, I know oh. you're a younger kid. Like we used to have to go find a fucking porn magazine when I was. Thir- <laughs> I used to be able to masturbate to my my fucking memory when I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's you know, a porn I watched three months ago. I'm that makes that, me I'm think of something you said earlier, though. I think men did used to describe a little bit more what they would want to do or what they did do to a woman. Now you can just watch it. You can just Google like it. you don't like you don't need to create that picture anymore. Like when we were 14, we were like, she gave me a hand job and it was like this and it felt like this because and now it was just like I've seen 47,000 like hand jobs yeah. on, online by the time I'm That's 14. That's the porn you watch? Hand job porn? Yeah. <laughs> I would say, yeah. But you know. midget hand job porn. <laughs> Little people. In college, I was very regimented at least once a day. God, like, we're going to hell. Okay. Yeah. Um, Shit, right. shave, shake. It was <laughs> yeah. just a daily thing. How does it feel to get kicked in the balls? Fucking, it's it's terrible. Awful. Yeah, it really is terrible. But like terrible, you uh, know. How is it? It just it just like takes all the life out of you. Yeah, because it's not, it's just, get, like, I want I want to say breath, but it's not even breath. It's like it just takes the life out. of you If you get punched in the face, your face really hurts. Yeah, right. If you get kicked in the shin, your shin really hurts. If you get kicked in the balls, it like wells up with inside <laughs> you. It like goes to your fucking brain. I think it's really more of a case by case basis. <laughs> That's your just. <laughs> I'm not even coming to you anymore. Wait, how hot is how hot is the girl that's I actually got a question for uh, Jackie's uh, brother? Oh, sorry, Jack's Jacqueline's brother. Uh, what percentage of your female friends that have tried to have sex with kicked, kicked you in the balls? balls. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to really think about that. Sorry. <laughs> All right, last one. Why are you always trying to prove your masculinity to us? The ladies want to know. You guys aren't trying to prove your masculinity to me, but to the ladies. They I'm want not. It. I'm not either. Uh, yeah. Get out of your own fucking head. Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Relax. Yeah. Nothing. I think that's a. Yeah. They're over hanging out in Murray, Murray Hill, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I know. I, I, Nick walked in and he's like, You can't call this the bro show. I'm like, Why not? He's like, Because it's not in Murray Hill. Oh, I can I bring in some fucking total bro. I, I, I mean, what is proving your masculinity? Like, I think you were asking the wrong crowd for that one. Yeah. What is the adult version of chugging a beer no, and look, smashing the can on your head? Hold on a second. I sell. But you don't do that just because you like to do it? <laughs> well, I like the taste. I sell beer for a living and I was in a fraternity. That evens out me being a drama major. Like, I think I'm, I'm pretty pro. <laughs> I don't get the whole trying to prove your masculinity. Like, yeah. am I lifting fucking heavy shit in front of them? No, it's, I'm acting how I act. Like, get right. over yourself. All right, get over. Get, yeah, ladies. Let's just wrap this up by saying get over yourselves. We're bo- boys will be boys. All right? Listen, that's our show for today. I want to thank our guests, Sandra McLeod, Nick Katar, and Dan Raposo for being here today. Thank you guys so much. It was a really fun Can show. Can I plug one thing? Absolutely. I was just sorry I didn't ask you before. Uh, we're doing a huge Oktoberfest event on Stone Street, uh, downtown uh, Manhattan. Which is always really fun. I've been many times. Oh, cool. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be massive this year. It's sponsored by Six Point Brewery, Erdinger Brewery, 7 o'clock keg tapping on Friday night. And starts noon on Saturday. You don't have to buy tickets. Just come on in, buy some beer. So if you want to prove your masculinity and do a really long keg stand, you can show up at Stone Street. Will you allow keg stands or no? I would even stein hoisting, but if you really want to do a keg stand, we'll figure it out. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, uh, thanks again, guys. Appreciate you being here. Thank you, Ben. Also, thanks, ben. also thanks to our trusty engineer, Pierre. Our theme song is Give Love by the Josh Dion Band. I am Ben Rosenblatt, and I'll be back for one more episode without my dear co-host Jacqueline next week with Allison Goldberg and Jen Jamula of the No Text Weekend. Until then, 
See ya. for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.